It's time for Lakes, Woods, and Irons at 1380 KLIZ The Fan, featuring Colin McDonald and Chris Foley. Today's broadcast is sponsored by Breezy Point Resort, your holiday station store on Mill Avenue and Cross Lake, Maury's Market, Ernie's on Gull, The Tea Hive, Halverson Law Office, and The Legacy Courses at Craigans. Streaming at lakeswoodsandirons.com, sponsored by Mills GM. And now here's Chris Foley and Colin McDonald for Lakes, Woods, and Irons at 1380 KLIZ, The Fan. Welcome back to Lakes, Woods, and Irons with Chris Foley, Colin McDonald with you, 1380 KLIZ, The Fan. Streaming at lakeswoodsandirons.com and also now on Podcast One. Uh, Chris, welcome back. Good to see you. Thanks, Mac. We saw each other a little bit at the uh, demo day. We'll get to that maybe a little bit later and uh, the things you, you can find out during a demo day type situation. But uh, on tour this week, it's it's kind of a great time of year. We were just talking off mic. Uh, as we speak, the college high school guys are right in the, uh, the, I should say the high school guys and the girls are right in the middle of their section playoffs yes. to see who goes to state. Uh, the college playoffs are going on, which is always good fun to watch. And, of course, uh, the tournaments on the professional level are quite big. Uh, Jack has the Memorial coming up and the U.S. Women's Open at Shoal Creek, uh, where they're, you were just, I didn't know it, but they're getting deluged with rain yes. before the tourney, I guess. <laughs> so, Yeah, it's a great week in golf. And uh, uh, I'll tell you, I, I don't know if you've gotten to watch any of the NCAAs, the women's or the men here. They've been in match play the past couple days. And, uh, God, it's just great drama. Uh, and so many of the matches have just they've come down to the final match to to see what teams advancing so i think the women's came down to alabama and arizona state right and yes. arizona state won and basically the last match in extra holes yeah yeah a lot of really compelling tv and, yeah. and golf so a lot of fun those are we've talked about that that's some of the great uh, some of the really fun matchups when you're playing four ball and uh, partners and head to head and uh, scoring it a little bit different way it's kind of fun the Memorial uh, Jacks tournament is uh, always big, and Tiger has owned that course. Talk about horses for courses. He uh, he's won it many times, I believe. Five times, I believe. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's won the Nicholas and the Palmer. You know, in Tiger's competitive mind, he thinks I'm going to go win Arnie's <laughs> tournament all the time and Jack's tournament all the time. Not just, not bad company just there. Just so I can shake their hand. That's and go, right. See, see what I can do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jack said this week he wouldn't be surprised if Tiger won. It wouldn't put it past him. So, yeah, it's J- possible. Jack picked Tiger this week, or or you know gave him a, a pretty good nod. And then uh, Tom Watson's picking Tiger for the the British Open at Carnoustie this year. So, oh, is he? Yeah, is that one of Tiger's best courses as well? He, he has played. He's played very well there. Yeah. He does. Uh, he plays tough courses, but he also plays courses where he knows really how to win we talked about uh, uh he, he tory pines arnie's tournament memorial uh, he really puts courses on his schedule where he's won multiple multiple times yeah i think uh when when he has a course that fits his eye well uh where he has room to drive the golf ball and uh you know as as hank haney always says tour players aren't great green readers they're great green rememberers yeah. and he knows knows the greens well at a, at a golf course he's it's a pretty good formula for him to have some success so yeah why wouldn't you really he just happens to be better than everybody else so he can win really multiple times we talked about it last week when they were in texas all the australian and new zealand guys were right up at the top of the leaderboard because 
they've played those kind of sand yeah. golf courses for their whole lives. It's familiarity, yeah. yeah. Comfort yeah. and familiarity. So it'd be good for the game of golf if uh, Tiger won the memorial. Yes, sure. it would. Plus, uh, it would get him in the mix about conversations at Shinnecock, <laughs> and it would it would restart the major conversation right away. Yeah, it'd be great. It'd be great to him win. You know, in next week's really, Monday is kind of the the second phase of the the road to the U.S. Open. So uh, there's some great golf here in the next couple of weeks. We'll visit with uh, Jack Warrow. That's coming up. Um, I, first of all, I guess we should talk about the U.S. Open. Uh, Shoal Creek uh, Women's U.S. Open. Uh, it's been We've talked about it a little bit the last few weeks, but the women's uh, tour has been wide open. There's really been, uh, really been a lot of players in the mix and uh, some big names in the mix, but not uh, dominant players, really. No, and it, it's interesting. I'll you, there, there's 158 players in the field this year, only 55 Americans. So, um, you know, we ha- we went through a t- period of two seasons ago where the the American women were really dominating, and uh, you know, it's kind of made a turn again where where primarily the Asian women are on top of the leaderboard right now. But uh, hopefully, hopefully, we'll, the Americans will have a good week here, and we'll we'll see what happens. <laughs> As we just mentioned, uh, Jack Worrell from uh, Grandview is going to join us this week. Always good to talk to Jack. We'll see what's happening there. You're listening to Lakes, Woods, and Irons on 1380 KLIZ. Welcome back to Lakes, Woods, and Irons, 1380 KLIZ. The fan, uh, Chris Foley, not with us this segment, but usually with us, and also streaming at lakeswoodsandirons.com. Thanks to our sponsor, Mills GM, the home of affordable luxury, the 2018 Buick. Special guest with us uh, this morning. Jack Worrell, PGA professional out at the Pines in the Preserve. Uh, Jack, welcome, man. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. I appreciate you coming back on with me. We're doing this again because uh, we had a, uh, a guy on this side of the board who uh, didn't know what he was doing. That would be me. So, <laughs> <laughs> No problem. We're happy you can take the time. Uh, Grandview in the middle of uh, some construction out there. People have seen it. It's going to be uh, some uh, great, uh, just great things happening all ar- around the grounds at Grandview. And the golf courses are kind of untouched, at least the Pines and the Preserve are. So let's talk about uh, the condition of the course and uh, how the beginning of the season is going, Jack. Uh, both golf courses came through the winter pretty well. Uh, we only have probably two or three small areas on the greens that are uh, have a little bit of winter kill. We've already repaired those, and they're growing in. Uh, the rest of the course is looking really good. Um, greens are kind of up to mid-season speed already at both courses. And uh, obviously everything is growing with the recent rain and hot weather. So um, things are very good, and uh, we're busy. Obviously with the you know late late season start, everyone's kind of ready to go and, and uh, excited to play golf, so that's a good thing. Let's talk about some of the membership opportunities here. Still very early in the golf season for Aria, so people can get in on uh, full memberships and uh, really take advantage. Yeah, we have some really nice memberships to offer at Grandview. We have a uh, full and limited membership for one person is twenty two hundred for a couple is twenty seven fifty, and that's unlimited golf at Pines Preserve. includes your cart, includes the range, GPS. Uh, also includes resort membership at Grandview, which has been very popular with our members. Um, it gets you fifteen percent off across the board at the resort and the use of the beach, the pool, and the fitness center. Um, kind of another level that we have is an associate membership where you can purchase 20 rounds up front and use those throughout the season. 
Um, kind of a nice little benefit with that. If you play after two, it only counts as one half of a round, so that's 40 half rounds technically. Um, kind of nice for someone who is, um, you know, just coming up for the weekends or that kind of thing. And then we also have a new offering this year, a full late-night membership, which is unlimited golf after four for only $600, which is a really good deal. Um, it's been very popular. We've had, you know, just about 35 to 40 new members come just on that package alone and uh, obviously um, we're happy and they're happy at four o'clock it's a nice time to play and obviously we're a little bit slower so it gives us a chance to uh, keep the business going throughout the day so uh, nice programs and been very well received so far this season yeah that's a good one you can get in plenty of golf after three and four o'clock around here so and then uh, yeah this well, time of year it's 18 holes for sure you know oh yeah no no doubt about it so uh, let's see, a stay-and-play package is always a big deal. I know we were talking about uh, uh, your staff. You're proud of them. They do a great job with the stay-and-play, and we're with Podcast One now and uh, online. We've uh, reached listeners really all over the place, so uh, uh, stay-and-play is an option. Yeah, I think um, what separates us for sure at Grandview is our lodging accommodations and then also um, kind of the one-on-one planners that we have with uh, Kelly Wiecek and Tim Martin. Um they're here to make it really easy on the group leader. Uh, the group leader calls in, tells them what they're looking for specifically in terms of dates, how many rounds, how many meals, what type of lodging. And Kelly and Tim can cater right to that person, make it super easy for them. Um, and then they, all they have to do is come out and play. So it makes it really simple. And uh, our group leaders have really enjoyed that. And I think uh, it's a nice added value to make things easy on them for sure. So we do have some openings for that coming up. Um, Later June, for sure, uh, a little bit of August, and then late September are uh, still open right now. We'd love to fill in those times. There's some good deals, and uh, Kelly and Tim can really find something that works for your group, for sure. Boy, looking down the road just a little bit, Jack, uh, not too far away, really. People are going to see it on the garden course side of things. Uh, there's some construction going on there. and uh, uh, Let's talk about those units for just a minute. That's, uh, that's something pretty unique. Yeah, um, you know, Grandview is definitely going to, make an effort here to separate themselves from everyone in the area and um, doing that by adding some accommodations on the garden course. They're million-dollar units and hoping to do somewhere near the 25 range of these units. There's probably already five that are up and uh, getting close to complete, and they're going to all go right on the garden course. Um, Along with that, they're also adding a boutique hotel, which is a 60-room hotel hotel. and alongside there is going to be a rec center for guests, an added value for them, kind of creating some activities, indoor-outdoor pool, fitness center, aerobics room. The garden pro shop will be out of there, uh, rock climbing wall, uh, mini putt-putt course. So there's all kinds of uh, change going on. There's also a wedding chapel that's almost complete that's right next to there as well. So um, Grandview is definitely making a step here to uh, increase our lodging. Um, obviously have nice new updated uh, units and uh, hopefully our guests will be super excited about that and then the rec center obviously adds a ton of activities for our guests so uh, something that they're looking for on you know any kind of day rainy day sunny day winter uh, wherever you however you name it it's going to be something that they're going to really enjoy yeah it's a buzz of activity there i know you've uh, the char restaurant opened up which is new and uh, just adds to the great venues as far as that goes then uh, tournaments we want to talk, Jack. You've got uh, some fun uh, summer events that you that you do every year, and uh, 
We talked uh, the the fish and golf tournament kind of uh, has really started to take off, hasn't it? Yeah, you know our fish and golf tournament, which is on uh, September twenty second and twenty third this season, um, started out a little slow. You know, somewhere around ten ten boats, um, and now we've uh, had thirty boats last season. So I think we're seeing a nice increase there for sure. And I think uh, people are starting to realize it's a really fun event. Obviously, in this area, fishing and golf has a combo is pretty good. Um, they go out and they fish on day one. And um, based on their weight of the fish they've caught, they get a certain amount of points, take that over to the golf side of things, uh, play on the golf course. Based on their finish there, they get more points, and whoever has the most is our winner. We've had some nice sponsors for um, each big fish, so big walleye, big northern, big bass, all had a little extra money involved, and that money also went over to the skin side of things and then obviously to the overall victor. So, um seen a lot of fishing pros get in it a lot of golfing pros get in it and uh, we've had some great teams hoping to make this into somewhere around a 40 boat event and so just i think this year we'll make another step towards that 40 for sure so do you have the fishing team in the boat and then the golfing team are they separate or can they be the same guys or that's the that's the trick they got to be the same three guys so you got to find <laughs> you know that's the little trick you got to have one fishing pro one golf pro and someone in between and uh nice. you know obviously there's some teams that have really good fishing and lousy golf and vice versa so you want to find that that happy medium of both so it's kind of kind of tricky but a lot of fun then i'm living proof of one of your tournaments that anybody can win the putting championship of the world Yes, yeah. As I uh, said before, anybody can win the putting championship. That's been clear because uh, you and your partner here, Tim Martin, uh, won that one year. So at any level can win the event. You know, you don't have to be a high handicap, a low handicap. Uh, uh, anyone can play in it. I think that's what makes the event great. Uh, obviously, a lot of families can play in it too. Um, chance to get out and play with different people, not worry about it too much, and just uh, see how how well you can putt. So. Um, I just think it's a it's a really good event that gets a lot of people out playing golf and not too competitive, but kind of competitive. Chris and I talk a lot about the 19th hole, and the Tito's Handmade Vodka sponsors our 19th hole here at the Lakes, Woods, and Irons. But uh, the 19th hole, uh, you've got a couple of great options. Uh, well, lots of venues, actually, but the, the golf course 19th hole at both locations pretty special, Jack. Yeah, the deck at the Pines obviously overlooks number nine woods. You get to see everyone coming in. Um, it's kind of a great place to sit and, and just enjoy the day. Obviously, the preserve, I think, is, you know, if not the best view in the state, really close, that's for sure. Um, it's in the conversation think, for best view, that is for sure. <laughs> I think so, yeah. You know, when you stop, every time I stop there, I uh, I always kind of take a minute and go, wow, this is really nice, and don't take it for granted. So it's an awesome spot. Right, kind of. This is what I get to do for a living. That's not bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We uh, had had uh, uh, Fred uh, Booza, a kind of tribute to Fred. Mark Ron, I came on with us a month or so ago, and uh, I know he's a mentor of yours. And we talked about, uh, uh, Mark started to talk about Fred's competitive nature. He was a great tennis player and uh, and uh, got to be a golfer later in life. And uh, always, uh, Mark kind of said, you know, knowing his handicap was difficult to tell, but when it was when things were on the line, he played better. <laughs> yeah, there's there's no doubt. You know, Fred, as we kind of talked about yesterday, too, Fred's, a, you know, a born winner. He's just one of those guys that knows how to win and uh, kind of did it all the way through life. Um, obviously a super competitor. Uh, I, I told this story before. He was 
watching me in the CPC, which is our club professionals championship, which we hosted at the Pines last year. And, you know, Fred wasn't in great health, but he wanted to come watch. So he watched all 18 holes of me, uh, watching me play. And I hit the ball really well, putted terribly. And uh, when we got done, he mentioned to me that if he would have putted for me, I would have won today. So uh, <laughs> obviously I had a good chuckle, but I knew it was coming before he even said it. And uh, he kept a nice scorecard with all my stats on it, handwritten, uh, everything he felt that I did right or did wrong. And uh, kind of a cool card that I have now, obviously, with him passing away. I, I, I cherished that uh, 18 holes that day. It was pretty awesome. So, yeah, but he's a definitely a competitor, born winner. Always wants you to win too, you know. If he if he liked you, he wanted you to win as well. So, yeah, fun. very true. I always say there's uh, there's people in every community in the country that you can never really repay for all they've done uh, for the community. And I certainly put Fred in that category. We can never pay him back for all the great uh, options that we have just there at uh, at Grandview and all the other things he did. So I agree. He's uh, his legacy is going to go on after him for sure, and there's no doubt about it. No one's going to forget him. So. Jack, still lots of opportunity for locals to get out there. That twilight deal is uh, really special. If people want to get a hold of you and uh, schedule, put uh, to put the Pines in the Preserve on their golf schedule, how do they do that? I think the best way, um, there's two ways. You know, best way is to give us a call at uh, 218-963-8755 to book some tee times. Otherwise, gvlfun.com is our tee time app and uh, super easy to use. Uh, makes it easy to see the specials that we have based on the times and how open we might be or, or busy we might be. So they can book right on there, and it pops right on our T-sheet, and then when they show up, we're ready for them. So um, obviously got some good Twilight specials going right now, um, 69 after 1 $59 after 3 and $40 after 4 So it's, it's very, very affordable. Golf course is in good shape, and we'd love to have people out. Jack, thanks a million for taking the time for the second day in a row for me. <laughs> no problem, no problem. <laughs> That's uh, Jack Warrow out at uh, the Pines and the Preserve. You definitely want to put those courses on your golf schedule. You're listening to Lakes, Woods, and Irons on 1380 KLIZ. Welcome back to Lakes, Woods, and Irons. You're listening to our conversation with Chandler Withington, Director of Golf at Hazeltine, as he discusses the Ryder Cup coming back to Hazeltine and the Women's Championship, the KPMG, coming to Hazeltine next year. Chandler, tell, tell us a little bit about more about the KPMG uh, Ladies PGA Championship. The the Ladies Tour is really up their game and the venues that they're taking their events to. You know, Chicago Golf Club this summer for the U.S. Open. Uh, they played Wilshire Country Club last weekend. I believe they're playing Lake Merced this weekend. Hazeltine, they're really going to some great venues. You know, Mike Wan, who's the commissioner of the LPGA, has done a great job. I'm losing track of how long he's been in there, maybe seven or eight years at this point. Um, but the KPMG, to your point, Pete Bakwa, when he came on board, really wanted to elevate this um, like he has all the rest of the championships for the PGA. Uh, but the women's tour is diverse. I was looking at their top 25 the other day. They've got 11 different nationalities. Uh, they have diversity in age. Uh, to look back at the 2014 U.S. Open, they had an 11-year-old Lucy Lee play. Um, and uh, we, we see just such a range of players uh, from different countries. Um, and uh, Chris, you and I went down and watched the Solheim Cup in Iowa last year. And it was really the first time that I got to see women's golf live. I don't want to say I was surprised, but I, but I was certainly impressed uh, by the level of play. Um, and I think 
most amateur players, um, we go watch the the men's tour and, and we see a player like Dustin Johnson hit the ball 330, you know, with with ease. Um, I think the women's tour is more relative to the to the to the amateur player as far as how they play their games. Uh, very rhythmic swings, great short games, and. Uh, and I took a lot of notes from from just watching the women plot their way around the golf course down in Des Moines a few years ago. So, um, as a as a father of two two daughters right now, um, it's something I'm looking forward to seeing next year. Uh, we haven't had women's golf at Hazeltine since 1977, and uh, if you look back at our at our history, we we opened up in 1962. We had a women's golf tournament four years later. We had the women's U.S. Open in 1966. And to think about how far women's golf has come back in 66, they only used to televise the last three holes of the tournament. We had a, a longtime member here tell me once that uh, the women would get to the 16th tee and they go off to the side and put on their makeup and get ready to go on TV. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's come a long way, and, and I think what we take pride in here at Hazeltine is taking any event that's thrown our way and trying to do it better than it's been done the year before or the event before. I think we're able to accomplish that here in 16, and we look at the women's event in, in the same light. It's uh, We want to make them feel appreciated, uh, every much as equal to, to the men's events that we host here, and I think that's the opportunity we're most excited about. Well, Hazeltine is certainly a fantastic host. We can tell you that. The, how, will, will, they, will the setup of the, of the golf course be much different than what, uh, what it was set up for the Ryder Cup for the ladies' event? Well, first, the routing. For the Ryder Cup, we were able to use a different routing because there are only 24 players in the field. So I've gotten that question from people before, is would you ever use the Ryder Cup routing for a stroke play championship? And at least I understand the answer is going to be no. And it, just to there's that crossover section there behind, four, uh, behind holes 4 and 13 that would just get too congested with a full field. So we're going to play the routing that everyone's really familiar with, with the, 16, with the signature hole being the 16th hole. And the golf course, from what I understand, is going to play about 6,600 yards, excuse me, which is you know really the, the standard tee that our, our members use. And, uh, yeah, I'm curious to see how I'm going to hopefully get a chance to go see Kemper Lakes. Uh, this summer I was watching some of the tournament last year when Danielle Kang won down at Olympia Fields. And, um, as far as rough height and uh, what they're looking to see. But, uh, you know, they want to see the women make birdies just like they do in a, in a men's PGA championship. So, uh, you know, this is not meant to, to be a punishing championship by any means. As we get uh, closer to the uh, Ryder Cup this year, Chandler, I'm, I'm sure we'll try to have you on again. Are you going to go to Europe this year for the for the uh, Ryder Cup? You know, I'm not going to go to Paris. Okay. Uh, I think w- we finished up the Ryder Cup, and I, I thought I might take a little bit of a break from it. Uh, but then the, the bigger reason is uh, my wife and I are expecting our third child in the uh, third week of October. <laughs> so we're excited about that. So I'll be home watching on TV like a lot of people. Um, but uh, I'm already paying attention to, to the storylines, and uh, there's going to be some new players for the United States team. Um, trying to make my predictions on who the rookies are going to be, who can be the first-timers. And uh, especially, I think, as you look across the way at Europe, uh, there's going to be some new players on their team that I think will be very impactful. Uh, the most obvious is John Rahm from Spain. Um, but the less obvious ones that I think will, will be really apparent is uh, I look at guys like Tommy Fleetwood. Two years ago, Paul Casey was ineligible to make the team. This year, he is eligible, and we've already seen him win once on tour, and then he had a great Sunday at Augusta. I look at uh, players like Alex Noren, who's already you know uh, been right up there in a playoff uh, out in San Diego. Uh, I look at Ty Hatton and, and a number of other players uh, combined with the the great names we already know, the, the Rory's, the Sergio's, Justin Rose's, Stenson's. Yeah, they're going to be a tough team. They're coming off a loss, and they're playing at home where the United States hasn't won 
since 1993. So it's it's going to be a bigger challenge than I think what we saw here two years ago. Yeah, that's a formidable team for sure. They're, wow. Their their potential team is definitely trending in the right direction at the time right now. Yeah, and, and I don't think anybody's really talking about that. No. I think uh, I remember reading an article by uh, New, Jim Nugent uh, last year where he said the Ryder Cup's going to really go through a slump now for the next 78 years. Uh, he really felt like the Americans <laughs> are now going to yeah. – become a more dominant team and i i kind of laughed at it like you did i you know i i just don't think it goes that way and i think that's just such a credit to how good those european teams were uh through the, the late 90s and the early 2000s that they won eight out of ten that, that's remarkable i don't see the united states going on a run like that uh i think it could be back and forth here on on home and home for the next eight to ten years but we'll just have to sit back and let uh let things play out as they will yeah, I think there's a couple things. I think that home field advantage is is very big. I think that that the level of play uh, from Europe is so strong that uh, we're going to have to bring our best game there every uh, every year. I think we're going to see more events like this Masters. Where I going into the Masters, I loved watching the Golf Channel and having the panel sit down and go. You know, there's about 15 guys that you could make an argument that they are the favorite for this tournament. That's how good the fields are now and how deep the fields are when there's a, a dozen or more guys that really can be a favorite week to week. Oh, for sure. And it's, especially when you get to the Ryder Cup, you got 12 players in each team, and you just don't know who's going to elevate that week. Uh, Patrick Reed shows up for that event. Um, but, you know, look at the other side. You know, uh, Cabrera Bell, Rafa Cabrera Bell played great. For Europe here in 16, uh, and he hasn't slumped off in the last two years. Uh, so the Ryder Cup tends, tends to make names for some players, and you know, I, I just look at John Rahm, and I just think that his mentality, uh, I don't know what it is about the guys from Spain. We've seen this with Seve and, and with Sergio and, and a few others, uh, Garcia, you know, uh, going back in, into the 80s, uh, but the players from Spain seem to play with a lot of passion when it comes to the Ryder Cup. Yeah, Jose Marie and Seve and yeah. Sergio and yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Grito, I mean, there there's so many of them that, yeah. that some of their better players have been coming out of Spain. So I look at John Rahm the same way. Well, Chandler, great stuff. We really appreciate you coming on, and uh, congratulations on on the uh, on the Ryder Cup. And uh, we'll look forward to hearing more as the as the year goes on. Great. No, thanks for the call. Always fun talking to you guys. Chandler Withington, Director of Golf at Hazeltine. Uh, what an accomplishment to get the Ryder Cup back there again. So thanks a million, Chandler. We appreciate it. You're listening to Lakes, Woods, and Irons on 1380 KLIZ. Welcome back to Lakes, Woods, and Irons with Chris Foley. Thanks to uh, Jack Warrow, our good uh, pal from Grandview, for uh, taking a little time with us. And I uh, wanted to talk about the demo day a little bit, uh, Chris. I was up to see you up there and... Uh, uh, demo day is always fun. It was at Craigens this last Saturday, and uh, all the uh, uh, big club companies come in, and they've got their latest and greatest uh, uh, innovations, and, right. they, and they really do have some great innovations. Especially if you've been, your clubs have been uh, uh, in your bag for I don't know, say ten years for sure. Yes, been a lot of uh, things happening since then. Just look at the players on the tour and all the times they change. But uh, I, when I saw you, you were working with a guy a little older than me. And then uh, a little later, working with maybe a 15-year-old uh, young man. So what do you see on a demo day that uh, uh, can maybe help the everyday guy? You know, the, the biggest thing I think you need to do when you go to a demo day is, um, number one, make sure that you're using 
you're getting in front of some technology like TrackMan or FlightScope or uh, the Foresight GC Quad. So you, you truly know how far you're hitting the golf ball, uh, especially with the driver. And, uh, you know, the drivers today, if you have a driver that's over about three years old, um, you're at a disadvantage. You, even if it was if it was fit for you, the um, every year drivers make leaps. But in the in the past two years, uh, there's been some significant uh, enhancements in technology, both from a, a, a forgiveness standpoint, but from a, a distance standpoint. And um, one of the things that that I think is really important is number one, you need to hit your driver and establish a baseline of where you're at. Uh, so that as you hit these other drivers, you can compare. And I, I think it's also it's important to compare the you know, like at our demo day we had we had Ping, we had TaylorMade, we had Callaway, and so it's important once you you know maybe find a few drivers that you like that you hit those side by side and which perform what performs the best and you want to make sure using the technology that, that you're getting a driver that launches at the right angle that has an optimal amount of spin that has has optimal height to it landing angle ball speed uh so that as you're you know you're making this investment that it's really going to be optimized to your swing your game and if you're buying a new club you always buy clubs in hopes of playing better sure you know so (laughs) if you're making that investment take the time to to make to make sure that it's right and then it's optimized for your game yeah with the uh the irons as well i i I think i took uh I just wanted to do a couple of things, so I didn't uh, bring my whole bag up. Or, I think you can get lost in how do I hit the five iron, how do I hit the four iron, how do I hit the nine iron. So I just bought uh, brought one iron from my bag and one uh, and my driver, and uh, I did run into a seven wood, which uh, um, that technology is amazing. I had a seven wood that I won at a golf tournament. I never would have bought one maybe fifteen years ago. Sure, and I won it, and I hit it pretty good. But it, you know, it probably. Maybe it went 180 yards straight up and straight down, which was nice. Um, but now this one I hit the other day, it probably goes at least 30 yards farther than that. Yeah, I think you know we didn't have you on TrackMan with it, but you were you were carrying it over 200 yards. Yeah, I think so. Uh, and you know, just easy as can be to hit, to hit it out there. So you know, for a little while, for for a period, uh, high lofted fairway woods kind of went away. Uh, everybody was hitting hybrids, and um, you know, so people weren't paying much attention to that that high lofted fairway wood. But I'll tell you, especially today, there's there's a, a number of manufacturers that are you know you can get a seven, nine, eleven wood, and for a lot of people, that's a much better alternative to a hybrid. Again, you got to hit both of them. And uh, and see what performs the best for you. But that seven wood, because of the the loft on it, it's usually got about thirty degrees of loft, and then it's got a long shaft. It's really easy to get up in the air, and because of the the longer shaft, hit hit quite a distance. Yeah, it seemed to. I was surprised by the distance. He basically said that everybody who hits this loves it, so go hit it. That was all he said. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I said, what maybe four iron, five iron? He said, yeah, probably. Probably 200, 210, 215 for most people. Yeah. So 
Uh, I thought it was right in my ballpark. So yeah, it was uh, it was impressive. Uh, Tito's Handmade Vodka, they sponsor our 19th hole for us, and uh, you can find Tito's at most of the area establishments around here on the golf courses, so check that out. But the 19th hole at the Memorial, Jack's Tournament, uh, Chris, you've been to the Memorial, and uh, one of the things they're famous for doesn't necessarily have Tito's in it, but it's kind of kind of a fun tradition you, you at the You could Memorial. probably get them to add it, though. I think you could, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Talk nice to Jack. That's right. But, uh, <laughs> no, the, in, the, in the locker room, the most popular... Uh, refreshment is uh, one of Jack's milkshakes, and um, whatever they do to them, they are they are very good. There's two places on tour that have the that are, are famous for their milkshakes, and uh, that was Castle Pines when they used to have the old Staberford event there. Yeah, uh, and year round you can get a great milkshake at Castle Pines, and then at the Moore Memorial, and um, they're famous for their uh, their milkshakes there. Now, <laughs> now using Jack Nicholas ice cream. I, yeah, they are. Aren't yeah, they? yeah, I yeah. saw some Jack Nicholas ice cream. Yeah, of course they are. Jack has a, I think, I don't know if he had a marketing degree from Ohio State, but he certainly has one now in real life. <laughs> uh, I think he has somebody working for them with a marketing degree. <laughs> I think you're right. <laughs> All right, Chris, thanks. Another week in the books. And uh, not too far away, we've got the Shinnecock and the U.S. Open coming up. That's going to be yeah, fun. We're, we're into a great stretch of the season here, so <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of great golf coming up. And you can still work on your game with pros like Chris and all the great uh, teaching pros we have in the Lakes area. So it's early in the golf year here. I mean, uh, uh, just the very beginning of June this uh, Saturday morning. So, yeah, get out uh, and uh, try to improve your game. You're listening to Lakes, Woods, and Irons on 1380 KLIZ. Thanks for listening to today's edition of Lakes, Woods, and Irons. Today's broadcast is sponsored by Breezy Point Resort, your holiday station store on Mill Avenue and Cross Lake, Maury's Market, Ernie's on Gull, The Tea Hive, Halverson Law Office, and The Legacy Courses at Craigans. Streaming at lakeswoodsandirons.com, sponsored by Mills GM. We now return to our regularly scheduled program at 1380 KLIZ, The Fan. Ladies, we know what we want from our birth control. But what about what's in our birth control? That's why I chose the 100% hormone-free Paragard intrauterine copper contraceptive. It's the only birth control that uses just one simple active ingredient to prevent pregnancy over 99% of the time with no hormones and no daily routines. Paragard is a small IUD that prevents pregnancy for up to 10 years using copper. Ready to get what you want? Talk to your healthcare provider to see if Paragard could be right for you. Don't use if you have a pelvic infection including PID, get infections easily, certain cancers, Wilson's disease, or a copper allergy. Pregnancy is rare but can be life-threatening and cause infertility or loss of pregnancy. Paragard may attach to or go through the uterus. Tell your healthcare provider if you miss a period, have abdominal pain, or it comes out. At first, periods may become heavier and longer with spotting in between. It won't protect against HIV or STDs. For product information or to learn more, visit Paragard.com.